I don't have a lot. Uh, I don't even have any audio music on my on my on my laptop. All uh, uh, all the music I have are all videos. I love videos. Even messages. I don't have any audio. The session the man of God and the messages. I love audio. I love to watch. When I watch it, I, I I get a better translation into 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 my 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 inner than just listening to the audio. One of them is this. And also, there was another day Jesus was entering Jerusalem. When you read the verse 20, 20, he knew his time had, had come. Hallelujah. And he was going to go to be crucified. But also, when he entered, he got to the, about entering Jerusalem, he told the disciples to go and take a donkey. He showed them where the donkey was. They should untie the donkey and bring the donkey. The long and short of it all, Jesus sat on the donkey and entered Jerusalem. When the people they began to sing, Hosanna, you know the story. They placed their clothes for the donkey to walk over it. Excited that Jesus was coming. Hallelujah. But he too, in his heart, he knew. That also, when he saw the city of Jerusalem, he wept. But because that was the, his time had come for him to die. So also, when he entered, look at the first assignment he did. Immediately, Jesus entered Jerusalem. He didn't go to any place. But he went straight to the temple. Did. Let's go to the verse, the verse before. 14. It tells us the purpose for which he went straight to the temple. He said, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. That means Jesus went to the temple for an assignment. He went there because there was something he was going there to do. But when he went there, he saw something different. The Bible said that when he entered the temple, he saw a lot of people having a transaction. They having a lot of business going on. They were selling a lot of things. You were exchanging money, you were selling. If you remember the movies, that's, like I said, it makes me appreciate this better. You see people having their dolls in caves, having their, how do you call it, uh, fowls and things. They, they are caged them. You are transact having a transaction. A lot of things were going on. To them, they've gotten a market flow, they've gotten a place that they could have their business. Was it a bad thing? Your mother made your mom left the house and said, I'm going, I'm going to the market. And the temple of God that became a market where a lot of things were held were going on. Nobody had an issue about it. As a matter of fact, the chief priests and the, and the people, I'm, I'm sure they knew what was going on because they couldn't have accessed the temple without their knowledge. As a matter of fact, they might have even given the keys to them for them to do what they were doing. They never had any problem with it. They only had problems when Jesus came and miracles started happening. People were praising him. Then they came. I must say they had an issue with what was going on. There were a lot of transactions going on. They never had an issue. But when Jesus entered, he had an issue. Why did he have an issue? Because he knew the purpose for the building of the temple. So he told them that my house shall be called a house of what? Prayer. And you have turned it to be what? Let, let's go back. Let's go back to verse, verse, verse 13. And said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Is a demo like the habitation of what? Of thieves. And a lot of things were going on. It's not like what they were doing, the business they were doing were, were, was bad in itself, but because of where it was happening. That's what Jesus used the word, that it, you made it like a den of thieves. That means they were doing things at places they, were, they didn't have the right to be doing them. Remember, Jesus said to you, the door. If any man doesn't come to the door and came to, to another place, that person is on, is a thief. I hope you are getting me. That means that. Uh, there was a particular path in that Jesus was where expected things to happen. If it never happened in that way, he saw it to be what? Those people to be what? To be teased. He said, this is my house. This house, this temple that you are seeing, it shall be called a house of what? Of prayer. 
but you have turned into a, a house of a, a den of thieves or a habitation of, of thieves or a house for the thieves. It tells us that if, so if was, he became so angry and he scattered things. For Jesus to go to that extent, really, you could really understand that what was going on was not something he could approve. And also he scattered a lot of things and was so angry about them and he sacked all of them. When they left the scene, now the room became so empty, spaced out, that now the purpose for the temple, you know if it's a house of prayer, all of us know that prayer is more or less like fellowship, isn't it? So when the house of prayer more or less talking about this temple shall be a place of fellowship. Do you get it? It's a be a place that we will come and have fellowship with the Father. So when the, the, the place was placed out, the Bible said that the, the lame and all the sick begin to the rush on, onto Jesus. Why didn't they, they get the opportunity at first to come in? Because that place also was filled up with transactions that never belonged there. But when the place was placed out, now they came in and Jesus healed all of them. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, what I want to share with you is the temple in those days was something we knew to be the building. So Jesus entered the building, hallelujah. And he saw a lot of things, but he was never excited about it. It was a four-corner, like, I don't know how they built their temple, but it was an enclosed area you could see that they were in. It was a temple, a building. Now Jesus made an understanding, Jesus said, now our bodies have become the temple of the Holy Ghost. It about say your bodies have become, that, that become, that means at first it wasn't. Do you get me? At first it was because our temples were buildings like this that was built for them to live in. So if you remember the account of Jesus and the Samaritan woman, they had an issue of where they should worship. They, get, they had an issue because they believed in a temple, which was a holy place, that they, was divided. You need the holy, the, the holy place, the uh, most holy place, the holy of holies, whatever. The, the, the partitions were there, and everybody had a place to go to. They had a lot of honor for the building. At that time, we couldn't call this place a temple. This place is a classroom. They get it. But after Jesus the things turn around, hallelujah. Now you can cope this place under the Torah because when you arrange chairs and we make this place to be a service, it ceases to be a classroom. If you only see it as a classroom, you lose the benefit when you enter. Last time I, the Lord was teaching me something when I when I, came, I, I entered the auditorium. I said something that the mindset to which we have when we are coming to church can turn a lot of things around in our lives. Mm -hmm. So can enter the auditorium, you might not even need a word. Empty the auditorium alone can be a solution to you in many ways you do not understand. Why? Because the pulpit as we stand on now, the chairs as they, you see them start, they speak, everything is anointed for a purpose that Christ will minister his word to the man of God or any other person to you and I. So when you enter this way, you know, where are you coming? I'm coming to GMLT. But as we enter the auditorium, <laughs> when you open the door, you really enter. I know the presence of God is everywhere. You know that. As much as you know this, that God is so many present. But if you have this kind of mind, when you enter, and you, 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 you walk inside, and you pick a chair, you begin to sit on. What mindset you have to have is that the Spirit of God is over everything in this auditorium. Whatever need you have, whatever things that has, has overwhelmed you, as you enter, have that mindset that God is here to touch you. And that environment alone is saturated with the presence of God. Why? Because you are here, man of God is here, and I'm here. Everybody is here. We come with the presence of God. This place becomes saturated. Man of God is talking about saturated solution. That the power of God rests upon this place, man. So when you come, you don't treat this place like you, you treat your workplace. That's the reason when you enter and the place is dirty, you never feel comfortable to sit. 
You see, you treat the things of God with the Lord. The Bible says, these things are holy. You have been sanctified for God's use. This is not part of the message, but I just want to bring it. So when you enter the house of God and things are not in order, you don't sit up, you don't sit alone and just be, be okay with it. Chairs are dirty, you're okay with it because you came to meet it that way. No. When you see it to be dirty, pick it and clean. When you see the floor to be dirty, pick a broom and sweep. Have a mindset about things that belong to God. Because they are the what? In the same way, it comes to the way we handle our things. We don't handle them anyhow. So these things have been anointed. When we brought it, we brought it here, we prayed over it. It ceases to be an ordinary drought. You come to that as anointed to serve God's purpose. And when you're dealing with it, you deal with it with that kind of mindset. Hallelujah. About, let's go back to how do you call it? What I was reading. But also, when our body and now become the temple of God, and Bible said when Jesus entered the temple, he realized that a lot of transactions were going on. As a matter of ungodly transactions, that means what we do wasn't wasn't bad in the first place. They're selling, but as to the place they were doing it, why? Because their body, the temple was supposed to be a, a place of fellowship. They turned it to be of a tent for the and for for transaction. Your body now has become the temple of God. Bible said, God said, don't you know? That your bodies are the temple of God and God's spirit dwells in you. If you destroy God's temple, then God will destroy you. What does he say? Because now he said, not just your body, the whole God who filled every place. Bible said he has found this made it possible to be able to dwell in you. Not that he has partitioned himself that a part of him dwells in Israel, and a part of him dwells in me, and a part of him dwells in Laura. But the fullness of God now dwells in you, but it dwells in you. Hallelujah. So Jesus told you, said that he was praying to the Father, he said that. They may be one, just as we are one. That means the way Jesus and, and his father were mixed together, that you couldn't separate it. That's why he wanted us to be with them. So now the spirit of God is dwelling in us. Mother, God in his fullness is dwelling in you. And your body now has become the temple of God. It matters what you do with them in the body. It's, it's not your mother God last time was teaching us the difference between the flesh and the body. And it was saying that each every one of them is important, depending on the, the context you're in. This body is your body. Someone said, this is my body. I can choose to do whatever I want to do it. Of course, you can decide to do whatever it is. But if you understand, Bible said, this body ceases to be your body the moment the Spirit of God came to dwell in you. The transaction that goes on inside the body matters to God. Because that temple shall be called a place of prayer, a place of fellowship. But you have turned it around for things that doesn't belong. Hallelujah. Ask myself, what goes on in this body matters. The things, the transaction you allow to go to your body matter because the, the place that God draws. Hallelujah. Amen. The first thing I want to say. Are there any ungodly transactions in this temple? What has taken up the central place in this temple? Is it God or what is it? Always the Bible to understand. Always when God talking about himself, something that competes with him in the lives of his children. He always talk about mammon because he always said that you can't serve other for God and mammon. You could have used any other thing, but he brought a distinction that there were two things we are comparing here. What is taking a central place in your life? Are there ungodly transactions going on in this body? What is meant to be a place for fellowship? That God is able to dwell in that he wants you and I to have a fellowship with him. What are you doing with this? What, what, what kind of transaction is going on in this temple? What is taking a central place in the temple? Is your temple spaced out to fulfill his purpose? The Bible said that when the Jesus emptied and suck all of them out. The people began to come. The sick began to let's read the verse 14. He said, The lame and what? Let's go there. He said, and the blind, and do you know who a lame is? A lame person. Who is a lame person? Is that somebody who can walk? Who is a lame person? 
Hallelujah. Someone who has been amputated, what do you call that person? A lame person. <laughs> and also the, the blind and the lame came to the temple. And what did you do? He healed them. Jesus couldn't have performed the miracle he wanted to do. So longer that temple will be used for what they were not meant for. There are a lot of things that your, our bodies have become the temple of God. God's spirit dwells in us. There are a lot of things God wants to do with you and that he cannot do unless we space out. Give him that room for him to do whatever he does. And he has left that responsibility for you and I. Hallelujah. But he space out. Give him the space for him to be able to do what you do. You give him the space or not doesn't cease that, that your body has become his temple. When they're using it to transact that business, it never ceased to be a temple. It never it was never a marketplace. Only they were using it for, for, for selling. It was still a temple. It's a temple spaced out. Hallelujah. When we take care of the temple and allow Jesus to take the center stage in our heart, like he did in the temple, then many will be attracted to us. Hallelujah. When you allow Jesus to take the center place in your heart, when you allow him to take a center place in this temple, that you know, you know that your body doesn't belong to you any longer. Therefore, you're not involved in, in things that will not bring honor and glory to the Father. You allow it to be for his purpose. Now, now God will dwell in and use your body. The strength that you have, you know, wait until there was a man, I think Caliban, you know, he called one million at a couple. He does a sewing for I went last time I, you know, Noguchi is closer to you. To that side, he calls me his son. Last time I, I went to one million, he was complaining that his back aches. He had been sewing all his life. He, said he was giving his twist about the time he entered Lagos. I believe I wasn't even born. And see, so he had been sewing all his life. Now his back hurts. He said that he has stopped. He wants to look for somebody to take over. He said he's going to work for God. <laughs> he's going to work for God. His back is hurting him now. He had all the days he had in his life. Something was so much precious to him. Is doing, and now that he's weak and he can't do anything, more or less like when you go on pension, what the government is saying that now you are weak, they don't need you anymore. That's the time you become so active for God. Man, <laughs> you got so weak that the people are saying that now you can't, you can't, you can't do anything for God again. You can't do anything for us again. You are weak. We need another person to go home and go and rest. He's weak. His back is aching. He said now he's going to preach the gospel. I say in my mind, it's a good thing you want to do, but why are you doing it now? Now that you are weak and tired. Not all your energies are gone. That's the time he was willing to serve. And I, I, I still passed there. He's still there. But because he hasn't got anybody to replace him. So that thing that he wants to serve God, no, he can't leave his work. The money will be going. If you got somebody to replace him, then you can go and serve God because he knows that money is still becoming. Then it, it was the decision he has made. And yes, if you do it, if you don't take that, you just do it until there's no strength in his body any longer. What are the transactions that are going on in your body? Your energies and the resources God has blessed you. What are they being used for? Your bodies are now, your body is now the temple of the Holy Ghost and God's Spirit dwells in you. What are the things you replace with the things of God in your life? Your energy in this youth, man of God always tells us that our youthful days is the best time for you to do things for God. And it's true. When time will come, you're going to be so busy. Now, man of God has, has not left the single zone. So now you can retire, you figure out the what it means, and what a married man is. At time now, the way you used to go to his place, now you can't go any longer anyway. You can't just barge into your sergeant because you're a pastor. You can't do that anymore. There's someone who has total control over the house. 
and permission will have to be sought first. Hallelujah. So now it's not available the way he, he was going to be available to you. You can't be calling me in the middle of 11 o'clock. What I told you, you have to talk to the man of God. Test him. When you wake up, you reply. Hallelujah. But the man of God always will be available for you to talk to him. But that would be to call him at any odd hours. Hallelujah. But because now, as what was said in the uh, uh, for the, how do you call it, the, the ceremony, Pastor Levy said, now the wife becomes the first thing in his life. No, you and I. Mas Muru said that if his line is in his room with his wife, and somebody calls him from the church that they are dying, and his wife said, I will not allow you to go. He said, he listen to his wife and allow you. But he is with you all the time. This is the time his wife needs him. He will not leave the wife and go. No wonder he died with the, with the wife. He has already promised that I want to die with my wife. He doesn't want to die and leave and you got him behind. What am I saying that? A lot of responsibility will come when now your, your energy will now be divided. The resources God has blessed you will be divided. Does that mean that time you stop serving God? No. What I'm trying to say is that as you grow, responsibility increases. But it matters where those energies are channeled into. When, when you re, re, relegate the things of God to the background, that becomes the more or less something you rely on when all things are filled with. Then that's the problem, the mindset. Hallelujah. Let it be the first, let it take a center stage in your life when everything will revolve around. When Jesus is found at this place, all other things will be attracted. The Bible says, when the Son of Man is lifted up, what will he do? He will draw all men to himself. When you place Jesus at where he belongs in your life, every other thing will work together and will work so beautiful. He said he makes all things beautiful in his time. If it's not the timing of God, it's never looked so beautiful. Hallelujah. But if it's his timing, oh my goodness, everybody begins to look at the club and give honor to God. Why? Because it happened in the timings of God. And that's how God does his things. Hallelujah. He said, because the presence of Jesus in one slide attracts attract only if it influences where it occupies. I'll read it again. I didn't know I wrote these things down. Hallelujah. Apostle, I think you have to go back to our Bible studies. Amen. He said, because the presence, is it because the presence of Jesus in one slide attracts only if it influences where he occupies. Hallelujah. No. Jesus couldn't have healed. It's not that he had the power to heal the, the lame and the blind. But what he wanted to do it was filled with things that he never had. We were filled with ungodly things in the, in the temple. And he had to sack all of them out. Man of God, make one of the end of his message, he was saying that we should pray that the Lord will do us will flash out. <laughs> the Lord will flash out things that are not of him. Things that occupies his place in our life. He can't compete with anything in your life. Which, which, of, which, which of the apostles even said it? That it's either you are for God or you are hot for, for. You see, you can't serve two masters. It is impossible. God doesn't want to share it with anybody. It's either it's for Him or it's not for Him. What occupies the center stage of your life? On to wrap up. Amen. He said, when Jesus drove the people involved in the transaction, money came to Him for healing. Jesus in a man's life can only attract and bless others. Hallelujah. You want your life to be a blessing to many. Let Jesus take a center stage. For the energy for you to do this thing, you can't. Only you allow him to be at his place. So today what I want to share with you, is that Jesus, what Jesus saw, that the temple wasn't a place for ungodly transaction. He never allowed it. When the chief priests, the religious people, never say anything wrong with it. As much as I said, you might have given them the permission. To, to do it. Religious people around you may not have an issue. They might even encourage you that you are replacing God 
poor things in your life. They tell you you're becoming smarter, you're becoming wiser, and they'll be encouraging you. That's how the chief priest did. But when Jesus came, he did a purpose for which that temple was built. Not that when they were built, he wasn't even alive by then. In the physically in, among them. But he, he existed. But he wasn't among them. But when he came, he knew what the temple he said, My house. Let, let, let's go back. Let me let me wrap with this. Let me wrap up with the verse 13. He said, He said unto them, It is written. He saw that this had been written on, and in the chief priest that read this to the people all the time. What has been written? They read it to them all the time and, and, and share it with them. Say, It is written, My house, who house? God's house. He said, Now your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, My house shall be called the house of prayer, the house of fellowship. Your body, the temple that God has made you, has now become the house of fellowship. But you have made it a den of thieves. I pray that God will flash out things that doesn't belong to Him in our lives. Hallelujah. Things that are taking center stage in our life. That is refusing Jesus to be in the center of it all. There's a song we sing. At the center of it all, you see that I see. Beautiful song. Nice lyrics. But sometimes not the meaning in our lives. We sing it. I, I, I don't know. I think it's too late for that. The lyrics of the song. Can, can we can, come on and help me? He said, At the center of it all, you see that I see. You see that I I said, there's power in his name. Miracle happens in his name. As we lift our hands in, in praise, it's you that we see. Hallelujah. So, so, so not nice ways, but I think that is that the reality. At the center of it all, it's Jesus that we see. One of us, when I was talking about one of the apostles, that when, when many people saw them, they thought they had seen Jesus, and they came to bow to worship. And we had to make them understand that. Is not the one. But many people see our life, let them see Jesus in our heart. But because He's the one that's taking that stage in our life and everything revolves around us in the name of Jesus. May God bless the, the, the sharing of His word in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall peace be on our feet. Wow. God bless you so much, Pastor Eben. God bless you so much. Give a heart of pain to the Lord. <laughs> so I think the summary of the message is to let this body be for its purpose. Hallelujah. And let's serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. I'm not going to preach again. You can get there. You can get a message and preach. Yeah, when I say that, I'll talk five minutes. Then I realize one hour has come. Don't worry. I'm not going to preach. But I want, I, want to pray. I, I, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you concerning businesses and how do we call it? New opportunities. So if you are ready for new opportunity, just open up your heart as I pray. Because. As I was sitting down, all I could hear was moguls and tycoons. Yeah. And I know that usually there is there is this hindrance. When a word comes, there is there's usually a hindrance that comes along with it. It doesn't come as a package with a thing, but the hindrance usually comes more of like a resistance from our side. So when the word comes and you need to push. You are likely to stay there 
in the hope of whatever has been said to you and not make any move. But that is what I'm coming to push now. I'm going to kick it out of the way. Because the Lord was just reminding me of the words concerning the people present in this meeting. And I know it's not anything small. So I just, even as I was saying, I just searched the word, what, what is Mbubu? And what is Tycoon? And just to get the real meaning. Real meaning. I've had it, but... So... Tycoon is it a wealthy, powerful person in business or industry? Yes, take it in the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Prepare yourself for what is coming upon you. <laughs> and and it has to be released now for the days ahead. God knows what he wants to do with you people. I can't let it go. I need to put you into remembrance. Is it a wealthy, powerful person? And you know, there are some people, they are wealthy. I know friends that are wealthy. They are wealthy. Like, when you see their account, they, are, they don't want to show power. Yes. Because, because they feel that there is this presence in Ghana. This evil presence in Ghana does seem to and I've spoken with ministers, I've spoken with in the men of God line industry, in the wealth industry, in the business, like there seems to be that thing in Ghana. It won't work on you in the name of Jesus. Amen. These things will not affect your businesses in the name of Jesus. Amen. It won't affect your progress in the name Amen. of Jesus. I stand on God's word and I declare that the path be made straight for you in the name of Jesus. Any obstacles from family, from the atmosphere, any hindering spirit. In the name of Jesus, we overthrow. Free the people of God in the name of Jesus. Let the people of God be free in the name of Jesus. I'm coming, I'll, I'll lay hands on you today. Like Mogu. So. Okay, so now they said with a Mogutu, he said an important Israel, an important or powerful person, especially in the media industry. Mm. Then the other one has to do with more of like a locomotive force train. Is that a steam locomotive? Of our six wheel arrangement. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Amokul is defined as a person who possesses a great deal of power, influence, or wealth. In business, Amokul is often associated with the person who dominates an enterprise or industry. Receive the grace to dominate enterprises and businesses in the name of Jesus. I see pioneers, 
pioneers of great industries in the name of Jesus whatever you might have started or whatever you might have thought of it is so real and solid in the spirit it is happening as I'm talking now it is happening in the name of Jesus oh the rocks the obstacles they are being broken into pieces they are being hammered out of the way oh as a mighty rushing wind the Holy Spirit is flashing out all those obstacles the doors are opening doors of excellence doors of success doors of greatness doors of expansion oh like a strange forceful locomotive engine you are clearing the paths in the name of Jesus. Moguls are rising. Tycoons are rising. Leaders are rising. Influencers are rising. Nothing will stand in your way. Whatever the enemy has planned, has planned to overthrow the purposes of God concerning your life. By the word of the Lord, it shall not stand. In the name of Jesus. There are stars in this building. Stars in this building. Just put your hands on your head. And begin to declare to your star to rise and shine. No matter the grossness and the thickness of the clouds and the darkness to obscure your shining. The brightness of your rising and the heat of your radiance shall dissolve all these obstacles in the name of Jesus. Men of wealth, men of wealth, men of wealth, in the name of Jesus, receive the wealth in the name of Jesus, men of great influence. You see, the Lord wants me to tell you that the thing that you have been fighting for all the days of your life. What you have been using your strength for. He said, These things they are in me. These things are in me. So when God says that, do not choose Mammon over me, he knows what he's talking about. He said the gold and the silver and the cattle upon a thousand years. These things are Gold is coming to you in the name of Jesus. God is the giver of gold. God is the giver of gold. Gold you have not seen before in the name of Jesus.
industries. Industries. Continue to seek hands from him. He will show you the way. He will show you the way. It is done in Jesus' name. Man Lord, with the revealing of your word, Lord, I've declared and spoken it unto them. The Mogulus are rising. The Tycoons are rising. You see, there's a reason why God was showing me all these things. You see, if you would use the mentality of normal men, you go far by you go far. How much can we achieve? You know, the late Prophet T. Joshua was saying that look, 99.9% of the crusades he does in Indonesia, Malaysia, in all those poor countries, in Mexico. He said, look, 99.9% is sponsored by himself. You see, we are talking about wealth. You know, you will enjoy the wealth. But the, you know, how much can you eat out of the wealth? Ask me, how, how much can you consume in a day? So when God is blessing you with wealth, then he knows why he's blessing you. No, know, some people are blessed with wealth. They don't know what to eat. They think that they have. You can't, how much food can you eat? No matter the luxurious bed you sleep, you, you sleep. But when you sleep, you are unconscious of your environment. You might say that, yes, you have a, lot, a little comfort. But you are unconscious of the environment. How much wealth can you use? Look, it's for, it's for the presence of people. It's for you to be a blessing to people. So get this motive right. Look, the floodgates of wealth is open unto you. I have to let you know. Some of you, you know it. It has been confirmed to you over and over again. And I'm reaffirming it. I'm confirming it again. That Mogusa, anyone that is here, look, you will not be poor in the name of Jesus. Any roots of poverty from your mother's house from your father's house anything that has made it pursue to be you to pursue you to be poor in the name of jesus we cast out in the name of jesus anything called decay 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 that has targeted families you know words have been spoken that are targeted families that these people will not go beyond this boundary. Look, now in the name of Jesus, those boundaries are broken. To go beyond the boundaries in the name of Jesus. Look, a new generation of men of wealth is rising up from this building. From this place in the name of Jesus. Look, if you can locate yourself in this place, if you can locate yourself in this place, Know that the Lord is touching your life. Jesus, if you are here in this meeting, everyone that is present in this meeting, the anointing here is changing things. It's causing a lot of changes here. The grace here is changing things in your life and family. An overflow of oil. You are marked with the oil of His presence. You are marked with the blood. You are exempted from curses. Only the blessings of the Lord will follow you. Only the grace of God will accompany you and nothing else. Wealth, silver and gold, you will never lack. 
in the name of Jesus. So get ready for great responsibilities because some of you, you are going to sponsor the education of many people. You are going to sponsor ministries. You are going to sponsor crusades. You are going to build and establish orphanages. Look, begin to have plans concerning what wealth can be used for. The greatest need of Africa and the greatest needs of, of the wealth can be met with wealth. And I see the men of God rising from this group, rising from the men in this building. Oh, and anyone associated to this service, in the name of Jesus, I release the angels of God to touch them wherever they are with this anointed of wealth. You are released into wealth. You are released. Go and excel. Tell me you are going to make it big time. Receive that divine touch in the name of Jesus. You will make it. I see increase coming to you, Pastor Eben. I don't know how it will come. But with this heart, God knows. Nations will bring to you proposals in the name of Jesus. Nations will bring to you proposals. Things you will work on that will change. As I said, things that will revolutionize industries will save you. You are blessed. In the name of Jesus. My people, you are so blessed. Come on. My people, you are so blessed. I pray for you. You are so blessed. You are so blessed. Speed. God will give you speed. Look, you are not late, my brother. Speed. The Elijah's anointing. Speed to overtake. In the name of Jesus. Speed. You will run ahead. You will bypass. You will overtake. Oh, changes in the industry. It is so strong on you. Begin to think on all those things. It will work. It will work. Look, everyone present here. Begin to think about industries. Begin to think about great. Look, I'm not talking about riches. I, I mentioned wealth and influence. As you go back, go into prayer. As you go back, go and incubate upon these words. God will communicate to you. He will show you the way. He will show you the way. Look, influence. My people, you are so blessed. I don't know your background. I don't know what you have been thinking about. But go back and change man. Saul encountered the anointing of the Lord and he became another man. You are unstoppable. And you are marked and protected of the Lord. Brother Paul, go and excel. The word is not far from you. Come on. 
excel. And I can excel. Sometimes, you know, when we, you know, when we, Jesus was talking about folds, usually we, we, we think about multiplication and because of the limitation of our minds. But if you can think like the way God thinks in, 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 we did a course, I've forgotten the name, but you were working in exponential, there was a course like that. Sequences and something, I've forgotten. Sequences and series. There is a way. Hmm. One man of God was explained that look, the thing that we are thinking 100 times, 100 times increase is nothing. We are going to to the power. Others will just define because of the limitation of their mind. That oh, just. But when God is thinking, look, is it that one? One will come and you are you are conquering. You are putting down thousand. Automatically, if to come, what should we do? You do thousand, thousand. But now, ten thousand. Now, if three comes, what do you do? Hundred thousand. Four. So, so the limitation of our mind is so. Look, even in the world, people make hundred times overnight. I'm trying to make you understand that there is nothing impossible for the Lord. So when He said that, choose me and forsake Mammon. Mammon is one of the strongest places when I talk about the things that I may control the world of darkness. And when God was making comparison, He compared Himself to Mammon. God is greater than Mammon. God is 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 all that you need. The world. Look. Look. Let me pray for you, Heavenly Father. As they have lifted up their hands, let there be that Midas touch experience. You heard of the Midas touch, right? Anything he touches, it becomes gold. Look, let me let me give you an example. Last I was making, me and Sewa were recognizing, like we're looking at the men of God and their particular association. And you can see that Midas touch influence. It rubbed off on them. Like you just study. Pastoral ministers. It's not that they passed anywhere. They've not passed anywhere. But people will say they have passed anywhere. But it is the making of us. Whatever idea. You see? Hmm. I was listening to a testimony of one woman. The woman has sold everything in the from topics to rubber to bags. Almost everything that you think. But the woman is amongst the top, top owners of real estate. And you can only say that it is God, like, she's so industrious and, and all that. You can add all those qualities, but you realize that it is God that keeps you. I see God doing a similar thing in your life. Your generation will never be poor in the name of Jesus. Your generation will never be poor. You see, and some of you too, you cannot handle wealth. Some of you, when you, 
instead of you being filled with excitement, when you see certain things, your heart jumps. Hey, this thing has hit my tongue, and then you know some part of joy they even die because they cannot contain it. But this will not be your story. Look, the point I'm saying that build your capacity to to handle what is coming. Build your capacity to handle what is coming. God can really surprise you. Priscilla, we are so blessed. We are not here earlier, but I prayed for him. Hallelujah. It's also on you, in the name of Jesus. Go and sell my people. To tell you this, but I, I can't I can't hide, I can't keep it. I need to release you so that you can step into what God has called you. You can step into what God has called you for. I know people that come virtually and <laughs> not go in there, but I'm just telling you that things are possible. have become millionaires in no time. And in this era, one man of God was having a conversation with me and I was saying that, oh, I think we heard of the Christ the program because it wasn't Pastor Christ that came. And then they were talking about the COVID and all that. We are yet to see the judgment. When there is wealth, Anything can be bought. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Okay, okay. What's what are you charging? Okay, one million dollars. I'll make it two. Uh, <laughs> the person will be eternally grateful to you. What was was there a particular scenario where you were you, were you, were you the, the one discussing with me about the man that? was paid off easily and he was so grateful for the money that that he has received i think i was discussing something with you and it came up i'm trying to remember what i remember i'll share with you but a very very interesting story very, very interesting story well you know that like nobody can pay that amount of money but God opens the door. You see, most of the ministers that you're seeing have, haven't become so influenced. At a certain point in their lives, a door of opportunity opened. And capital came to them. And by the wisdom of God, they knew what they ought to do with it. They might come as a seed. They might come as through the blessing of your work. Or whatever it is. It comes as a seed. But because you know it's a seed, you know what you do with it. Receive wisdom to know what to do. When the seed capital comes, in the name of Jesus, receive wisdom. But the Lord was showing me something right that thing. I was carrying so much money. So much money. This one was our local currency, but it's all 200, 200, 200. A lot of money. 200 cities. And the thing is that I have to go and give it to someone. Yeah. But I'm not even talking about seed as a giving money to someone. That is to me my secret. Yours might be that. 
go and put it into this, go and put it into that. Take that step, buy this, buy that. Then it picks up from there. God bless you all my people, you are special and I'll see you soon. Amen. Wow, the way you are clapping, it look like you are ready for what is about to come. Are you ready for it? <laughs> wow, hallelujah. What are we telling the man of God? Oh, I can't hear you. What are we telling him? Yeah, God bless you, man of God. Can you put Isaiah 65? 65 verse 1.